Hello and welcome to Yidcast, episode 78. This is Head of School, Dan Glass, with you, recording live in the Sound Lab. We have a special guest on the Yidcast here today. It's Jenny Rin, our Director of Lower School. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Dan. Uh, very exciting to have you back on the Yidcast with us on this lovely San Francisco Thursday. Uh, we're going to start with a poem because we always start with a poem. Um, my Twitter feed is about equal parts um, uh, Ed Theory and Practice and Poetry. So I have lots of interesting poems come across my Twitter feed. Um, this is one by a poet who's totally new to me uh, named Aracelis Girme, uh, and the poem is called The Dog. Settle in. It's a bit of a story. Okay. Yes, I will watch your dog while you are away in Antarctica and Belarus. It will be my pleasure to take him out into the morning and into the night, grown thick as wild crop after rain. Probably he will love it, but will miss you with his face at the window near the door he last saw you leave from. He will sleep there, waiting night after night, as my own Lola does when I am gone. And in his head, he will make a list of things he knows you'll come back for. He will say, come back, come back, for the shoe you left and the telephone. Come back, he will say, to ride in a car and to throw a ball. Come back for the radio. And one of these nights he will notice the moon, and it will be full, and he will call it Antarctica, and will feel better knowing you are there, somewhere he can see. This will be his way of coping. And when you come back, you know the story. Your work boots, glistened by a travel, will stand coolly underneath you at the front door, and the dogs, your dog and my dog, will howl to meet you. And won't you come with your deep pockets filled with souvenirs of ice that later in the kitchen you will call fruit as you slice into its brilliant shining meat with a hot silver knife? And the dog will lick the ice with his tongue and turn his good head toward the window, and he will think Antarctica is lonely, and the light will push him with a sadness that herds sadness into the bell of his dog heart, a heart you'll want to throw your arms around for the way it knows what it is to be so swollen with loss, for the way it knows that every night heaven will sing, and every morning heaven will sing like this at the windows. And the dog will put his giant breathing face into your palm, and for one moment no sad thing will creep or move ominously into the continent of the dog, whose mastiff lungs are filled with you now. Call it the memory's inventory. His lungs will hold like saddlebags your hundred smells of flowers and work and chutneys and schoolyards and gasoline. He will forget that to see you leave burned down his ramshackle heart once, Instead, your smells will flood him in tides craned down toward the chest's burning honeycomb. Amen. Perfect as water rushing toward that thirst. Again, amen. Wow, that's beautiful, Dan. Thank you. Dan's poems always make me cry. Um, it's beautiful. I lost my dog over the summer, and sometimes I look at the moon and think about him, my heart full of loss. But... So that was very beautiful. That is a good poem. Yeah, sorry to make you cry at the start of our podcast together. That's okay. <laughs> I cry often. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was really struck by that poem. Just uh, the the way it humanizes the the that 
canine experience of of missing someone that's so familiar to anyone that's had a dog um, is really beautiful, I think. Yeah. So we're together here in the Sound Lab, which is a cozy little closet uh, here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco, to talk about uh, a really exciting project that um, has taken shape over the last uh, eight or nine months, um, in some ways over the last couple of years, uh, and um, we call it the seven ways that we learn and work together, and, and Jenny has really been spearheading the project. and. Um, it's one that, that we've shared in various f forums here to start the year, so we thought uh, we should also share it here in the context of the Yudcast. So, um, Jenny, do you want to sort of talk a little bit about that project and how it came together sure. and what it means? Yeah. Um, the project originated, we were in a partnership with the Institute for Social Emotional Learning. They came and worked with our teachers um, and uh, the programmatic leadership team on building a social, emotional, and spiritual program at our school based in Jewish values. And in our conversations over the year and a half that we worked with them, we started talking about the need for community norms and just shared language for building a culture of civil discourse and kindness. And so they drafted some norms based on our feedback about what was going on in our community and sort of the needs we had. And then from there, um, I worked to sort of expand those ideas and change and tweak them. And I took that template and shared it with the faculty and got their feedback. I shared it with a group of parents last year that I had a social emotional learning book club with. And then over the summer, we did a focus group with some fourth through eighth grade students to get their feedback. And then I dropped it in Dan's lap for him to do his <laughs> <laughs> talented editing process um, so that we could come up. Really, our goal was to have shared language because it's so important when you're trying to build um, a strong school culture and community to for communication to be really clear. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is so important. And having... It's one thing to have a set of expectations and norms uh, and that, you know, that process that you've just described very succinctly, of course, you know, took took shape in in terms of uh, dialogue and, and meetings and um, some very thoughtful conversations and engagement around who we are, who we've been. Brandeis is a school that, you know, obviously one of our core values is chesed or kindness. Mm -hmm. It's a school that at times has talked about a notion of radical kindness, mm -hmm. uh, a, a culture of kindness. Um, and so we have a, a strong foundation to build from here. But we also, I think, all recognized that uh, it, there was the time had come to really um, update that conversation and think about uh, what it looked like in in the current iteration uh, of this esteemed institution um, and uh, but of course so there's all that work to, to actually uh, agree upon what we think those mm -hmm. community norms should be how to how to talk about how we work together and learn together um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the um, the multi-directionality sure. of uh, the document as it was created, because I think that's an important feature of it. Yeah, so what we ended up with was um, a booklet, sort of a three-by-five, I think, booklet um, that's 
got each one of the ways, seven ways that we learn and work together with a visual. And then um, it's put into sections. We do, we don't, we say. And then there's um, a, a quote that's that's come from either the Torah or some other piece of text that has to do with Judaism. Um, and we wanted it to be interdirectional. We really wanted it to benefit our students, our teachers, the parents, and uh, just anybody involved in the community. And we wanted it to be used not as a contract, but more as a tool. So mm-hmm. goals. So knowing that, so number one is act with kindness. Um, knowing that human beings aren't kind all the time, it's an, an impossible goal for all of us here to be kind all the time. But later on in the book, there's um, one of our goals is, one of the ways is reflecting. And the last one, number seven, is learn from our mistakes. And I think it's important to sit down and and use it as a tool. So for example, I had a student the other day who was having a hard day. And um, and after he calmed down, we started talking. I pulled it out and we started looking through it. And as soon as he got it, he goes, already I know I didn't do number one or number three today. <laughs> so act with kindness or um, show respect. And I said, no, but you know what you are doing right now is you're reflecting and learning from your mistakes. And then we sort of went through and talked about each way we learn and work together. So it was really meant to use as a tool for him to grow. And that's how I wanted it to be used in our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, the one of the things that I love about it and we're we're only just starting to uh uh, sort of lean into it as a tool for the community and we're going to talk a little bit about the ways in which uh we are playing with it at the various levels of the school um this fall but um we we talk about um uh a couple of things we talk about the importance of depth and complexity uh in the Mm -hmm. curriculum here we talk about there being high ceilings Mm -hmm. uh in the um the units and the lessons that we are teaching which means you know we want there to be uh you know whether you're thinking of that uh upwards toward the ceiling in terms of high ceilings or downwards in terms of depth the idea is that there's a lot for um, students to engage with Mm -hmm. um and so to take just that first uh, notion, act with kindness, and we talk about the things that you can do in acting with kindness, um, the, the quote that, that goes along with it is not, um, not a, a biblical quote, but it's a quote from uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs that says, uh, small acts of kindness can change and humanize our world. And uh, what I love about that, just as a little microcosm, right, is that there's, there is a lot of complexity in uh, and in that notion of kindness, right? We're not yes. saying be kind just because it's nice, right? We're saying um, the, the act of being kind um, is also tied up with the act of uh, working toward a better world. And I think mm-hmm. um, I also just love that the notion of, of humanizing our world. I feel like there are so many places uh, in, in which uh, we intentionally or not are um being dehumanized um in our interactions with one another Mm -hmm. um in uh you know the the sort of uh saturation of uh mediation the ways that our interactions with one another are mediated through social media or other uh contexts and certainly in this moment in american history when 
Um, there is a, a lot of othering, a lot of dehumanization of people who don't think like you. Um, mm -hmm. the, the importance of humanizing one another is huge. And, I, and so I love that there's all these big questions embedded in something that uh, in some ways yes. is very simple. Like, be kind, you know, act with kindness. Right, right. It's true, but, you know, I have to say, I, I um, handed these out at a second grade. I, I've been going over them in all of my parent coffees. I have grade level parent coffees. And then actually it was the kindergarten coffee, the very first one I had of the year. And we went over it sort of as, you know, these are our community agreements. And uh, we're talking about these with our students. And the room was really quiet. And, and one of the parents said, you know, I really think this could help me in my marriage. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like it's so basic and, yeah, I mean, you know, simple enough for our kindergartners to understand, but really still valuable at an adult level. Mm -hmm. um, and another parent wanted a copy so he could take it to work and he wanted to start using it at work as well. Mm. So I feel like even though it was really meant for our Brandeis community, it's already going outside of the community mm -hmm. just after the launch. Mm -hmm. So, um, Well, it's really got... Um, it, it, you know, it's got a lot of application, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot, uh, a lot, well, it's grounded in, in Jewish practice and values. It's certainly got a lot of universal appeal. Yes. Um, so you said you're sharing these at your parent coffees. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, how else do you see the seven ways that we learn and work together starting to come to life in the school community? Well, the teachers have been sharing them with their students in great and at age appropriate ways. Um, I know that in the like K one and two, they've been sharing them during morning meeting and talking about what they they look like. I've heard teachers referring to them when they're talking to children that are struggling in one area or another, or offering positive feedback like, "Oh, that was a, I I love that you uh, made a mistake and are learning from it." Um, We've been talking about one a week during assemblies, and um, then also we've been rolling them out in, in parent coffees as well. We're also trying to connect them with the social-emotional learning lessons that uh, IFSL helped us put together. Um, so we're in the process of connecting the seven ways with specific social-emotional learning lessons. Um, so I think we have you know some work to do, but I think it's fun work, mm -hmm. um, and I think our students and our community are already benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I absolutely agree with that last point. I um, we had this week we had a head of school for the day, which is a, a raffle item or auction item uh, at our gala each year, and I had a sixth grader um, come join me and. In the past, a big part of my mornings with the kids who who step into my shoes for a day has been um, writing up appreciations for kids and then using those as kind of a lens uh, as we go in and observe classes. So, uh, But in the past, we had always written up those appreciations just based on the school's community values of uh, kindness, integrity, and service. And um, this year... Uh, I had a young man named Wyatt, a uh, sixth grader, in as the uh, head of school for the day. And so we used the seven ways that we learn and work together. Um, and it was really fun. It, 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 we spent more time in the create space actually creating little awards than I had in years past. So instead of just slips mm -hmm. of paper, um, Wyatt is a... Um, 
Wyatt is somebody who's very interested in graphic novels and, and illustration, and he's somebody who I think has a real uh, creative bent. And um, he uh, suggested that we create these little um, sculptures, little characters that would represent things like uh, being reflective or listening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we went around to the classrooms and um, uh, in in each case, we would when we sort of caught somebody, uh, you know, being kind or being thoughtful in their questionings, because ask questions is one of the seven ways. Um, we would pause the class and we would share with them what our project was, mm-hmm. and then give this little award <laughs> to the to the kids. And um, it it was very. Uh, it was really interesting. The kids, I think, were super affirmed. My favorite was getting to uh, interrupt a fifth grade STEAM class um, when a student got an answer wrong and giving her uh, the learning from your mistakes award. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. Um, but it, it was clear that as we talked about what it was that we were doing, there weren't like quizzical looks like what is that you know right. we, they they clearly had some familiarity with it as a project um and uh it's just so it it has a lot of application i think on the social emotional uh side of things for sure but it also goes so much to the core of just um our pedagogy and our community uh, that yes. we're aspiring to be our, the community of learners that we're aspiring to create here at Brandeis. So yes, I agree. I, yeah, I think it's been really wonderful to to watch how we can use this. Someone asked me one day if I wanted to see these as seven rules and have kids sign contracts, and I said I really don't. I want it to be used as a learning tool, something that everybody in our community can use to to grow from, mm-hmm. and not as a punitive measure, because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's as effective. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very exciting project, and um, uh, I'm grateful for all the work that's gone into to putting it together. Um, Thank you. Is there anything else that you think um, our listeners should know about the seven ways? Anything else? Because I know you, you wrote a little bit about this for the Word of the Week this week. So, Yeah, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I spoke to um, the lower school parents at Back to School Night and just talked about it being an aspirational document that that it's not you know I don't we didn't design it as because we can we've already mastered these things but we <laughs> as grown-ups as adults and as leaders in this community are still working on these things mm-hmm. as well um, and I guess that's the high ceiling of it right it's mm-hmm. not something we expect anybody to master but as long as we've got the right goals in mind our it will elevate our community um, so I guess that's really the, the point of it mm-hmm. well, well said thank you Thanks for being here on the Yudcast, Jenny. My pleasure. Uh, so thank you to all of our listeners. Shabbat Shalom to any of you listening on Shabbat. We hope you have wonderful weekends ahead of you. And uh, we'll be back with you here in the Cozy Sound Lab next week. <laughs>